Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, our friend Dave Sproul covers Iowa State for KASI 1430 on the AM dial. He will join us. We'll get the latest on the preparations for the Fiesta Bowl, which will take place on Saturday. Uh, Right now, Bama, Trent, and I are going to go around college football, look back to what we've missed since the last time we were on the air discussing this wonderful sport. Take a look to the Tuesday and Wednesday games, some of the news that's been um, breaking within the uh, last week or so. Derek King coming back for more at Miami. That's certainly good for that program. Uh, Bama Bob joins us. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, how are you? Happy New Year, Bama. Same to you guys. Doing great. Um, looking forward to maybe a little bit better slate than what we've had so far and Maybe we can get some of these games played, Ken. Yeah, we'd be nice, right? We lost a big one here in yeah. our state. Uh, no yeah. doubt about that. Hey, uh, there was a crazy, crazy set of circumstances unfolding Saturday night. So if you're watching yeah. Liberty in Coastal Carolina, you're seeing at the just a bizarre ending of a football game. Uh, where where Liberty's got the ball, they're inside the, I don't know, five-yard line. They're not going to score. They're going to take the clock down to the final few seconds, kick a field goal, run across the field, get the trophy, and and, and go back um, you know as, as bowl champions, only to see a fumble, <laughs> of all things, yeah. when you just had to take a knee. But meanwhile, here's the crazy part of that ending. If you would have flipped over to the NFL Network – Exactly the same scenario is taking place yeah. in Vegas with the Raiders and the Dolphins. The Raiders have the football. They're running out the final few seconds of the football game to kick a field goal and to put one in the win column. I mean, it's crazy to see that, you know, that scenario unfold in the first place. It's bonkers to think that it was happening in the college level and the NFL level at exactly the same time. Yeah, it it was, Ken, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I started out on Liberty and Coastal, um, which I thought would be a, a good game, and it really turned out to be. Um, but then, you know, because of the Titans, I, I had an interest in the Dolphins losing the game, which would have put them in the playoffs because I, I – I feared what happened last night at Lambeau was what was going to happen last night at Lambeau. Um, and, and then you're right. I mean, and look, Liberty botched it. There's no question. I think Gruden played it the correct way. I do because, too. You know, he, he's like, listen, we wanted to have, you know, the ball at the 25-yard line, no timeouts, 19 seconds left. We'll take our chances. Or what do they do? They bust the coverage. I mean, Fitzpatrick gets his face mask ripped off his head, throws a ball up that the guy could have fair caught there was yep. nobody around him, right. gets a 15-yard penalty on top of it, kicked the field goal. Liberty, as you said, I mean, they take a knee on the previous play, and then I don't know what the guy's doing there. I have there. no I mean, idea. It, 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 it's just like, I, I mean, who knows? Take a knee. 
They couldn't stop the clock, but he runs toward the the line of scrimmage. His tight end gets behind him to push him in when they didn't want to be pushed in, and he fumbles the football. Yeah, it was crazy, and then they blocked the field goal. Right. I mean, I mean, just how nuts is that? You know, in in the at the end, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was just absolutely crazy. But you know, listen, we we thought that that this is a game that was a reschedule, and I think it's been the the game of the bowl season so far, obviously. For for you know not only the competitive level but for the quality of play and you know the, the the want to I guess is what I is the way I look at it you know both both of these teams were invested I saw that I think I think BY and I think Central Florida was invested in that game I think both those teams really wanted to be there I just think BYU really wanted to they got you know, Zach uh, Wilson Bama Central Florida got Zach Wilson they did and I think you know. BYU maybe a little bit of a you know burn their saddle you know mm-hmm. over not even being considered for a for a New Year's Six game or whatever and not that they deserved it and but I I don't know I thought those two teams were invested I thought I, I thought that uh, Liberty and and Coastal Carolina was going to be a, an excellent game and it was the rest of it you know really so so I you know I, I didn't watch much of um, of some of these games, to be honest with you. The Buffalo game, I was really disappointed because Jarrett Patterson didn't You know, Bama, let me stop you right there because I wanted to bring this up with Trent because Trent fires at everything, right? Yeah. He, he would bet on two flies crawling <laughs> up the wall if that was all that was on. Well, if I think I had a great side, I definitely <laughs> right. would. I mean, the one on the left. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Trent, Jarrett Patterson, who I believe leads college football in touchdowns, right? He's unbelievable back. Had the eight touchdown game earlier right. this season. Yeah. So, just before kickoff, if you're invested in Buffalo mm-hmm. and you're laying the points you find out that the best weapon on buffalo he's not going to play this goes back to my conversation that you and i had that i was surprised that they allowed wagering (laughs) because we just don't know this is what's wrong with this sport why there needs to be some transparency betting's legal in a lot of the states in this country now and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing Yet the one guy, the biggest difference maker on on Buffalo, you find, he's just not going to play. Oh, um, no big deal. That's wrong, Trent. For recreational betters, it's just kind of part of it. When things like that happen, and they happen often, it's Sunday, getting the kids ready. In a normal year, we're getting ready for church. We're running around and, boy, get back from church and find out after I'd already fired my bets in that morning that... Player X is out. It's because I'm a recreational better though. Sorry to laugh. <laughs> no, but, gambling is crossing over here. Yeah, but, but okay. for me, that's the way it plays out. And I said, you know what? I've been on the right side enough times. It all evens out here. And you know what? You still got the cover with Buffalo. You did. You, you, you somehow did. But boy, oh boy, I was just. Anyways, uh, I'm yeah, sorry to I, get off on that. I'll, no, that's okay. On the college game, I think it's part of, especially in the bowl season, Ken. You're right. If you, whether you're recreational better or whether you, are, you know, you know, none of us are wise guys, I don't think. But you know, whether you whether you bet more frequently or not, you just have to know that this is a possibility, and not even just in the COVID year, just anything. You know, yeah. guys opting out. You prefer it when they tell you a week early. Um, you know, hey, we're not doing this. But he was held out for injury, from what they said. That's true. Um, yeah. uh, you know, who who really knows? He did hurt himself in the MAC championship game. Mm-hmm. He does have an NFL future. Why risk him in a meaningless camellia ball game right. against Marshall? I, I understand it. You know, a little a little lead time would have been great. It worked out anyway, I guess, if you laid the point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. You know, look, you're right. 
this this is becoming and, and it becomes more and more suspicious. You know, when when you see you know weird things happen, you know, player sits out all of a sudden. Um, you know, I'm watching the Tennessee game last night, and Tennessee was never in that game, but there were two absolutely brutal blown line calls. Well, the off yeah, the the offside to give them extra. The life. offside, the guy is half a yard, yeah. you know, onto nobody's offside. Even right. if they got the number wrong, and the other one is when the guy's running down the sideline. Oh, he stepped uh, out of bounds. Stepped out of bounds, and it wasn't one of those blades of grass things. Kid. Right. This was like half of his foot is out of bounds. You see, and in the very last frame, you see the officials at, looking right at staring it, right dead on his foot, and he doesn't blow the whistle. Vrabel doesn't know whether to challenge or not. He probably should have thrown the flag anyway. <laughs> Rogers probably would have just thrown another touch pass to Devontae Adams. It didn't matter in the scheme of things, but you know, in close games, and when when things, or, you know, it could have mattered for the total. You know, mm-hmm. who knows. Um, but with, that's the problem with with the betting and the in game betting and all this kind of stuff is you st- when things like this happen, you really start you know it it brings in you know the legitimacy of it and that is the one thing that you don't want if you're an NFL league is you do not want any kind of you know in- scandal impropriety uh, you know any question of there being anything wrong here, you know, by, with something like that. But it, it's just part of it, and I guess if you're a better and you're going to bet on it, then you got to know these things can happen, and you just go throw stuff at walls when they do. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes it helps you, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, let's get into the Bulls the next couple of days. We'll save uh, the uh, the weekend Bulls for our Thursday chat. I got we... one more quick one. Go ahead. Louisiana Lafayette just watched a little bit of that game. Yes. Their yeah. uh, quarterback, who we saw up here named Yeah, he's good. And he said he's coming back. He's a senior. But he said that he's going to come back, a Lewis, the fine. And they open up the season next year at Texas. Do they really? Interesting. Maybe a team, you know, kind of the fringes of the top 25 yeah. going to Texas to open up the season. And Can you imagine the haters oh. come out if Herman loses games? Yes. Oh, just, baby. Just something oh, for us to chew on this summer. Please yeah. let it happen. Yeah. That, both quarterbacks in that football game played incredibly well. Uh-huh. Harris was good in, in uh yeah, that was that was you know, that was one of those games, Bam. I'll put that one on the list as well. Uh that yeah. was pretty good. So let's get to um you know, sadly, we've only got four to discuss. The Cheez It Bowl is first tomorrow at four thirty. Miami, Oklahoma State, Trent. Um, we and Alabama too. Um, we didn't think Oklahoma State started off real well. We saw them against Tulsa. You're thinking, eh, middle of the pack, Big Twelve team. They got good in the middle of the season. Not so much at the end of the season. Trent, how do you see this game? This one is, I think, of the bowl slate involving major conference teams. This one feels the most difficult to handicap. Who has motivation? Who wants to be there? Who? Because I think you can make arguments on both sides. Look at how Miami finished up their season. Just that absolute drubbing at the hands of Carolina. Yeah. They just weren't even in it. As a top, where were they ranked at the time? 10? Ten? Ten, nine, ten, nine yeah, right ten, in that yeah, range. Yeah. Oklahoma State, they beat Baylor at the end of the year. But remember, Baylor had, what, 30-some guys out of yep. that football game. Yep. And it just wasn't even close. But before that, they lost to TCU. They had the drubbing to Oklahoma a few weeks before. Who wants to be there? I don't think either team wants to be there. This thing has like 13-10, just nobody cares. Just kind of a crap game. That's how I'd handicap it, at least right now. Uh, How do you see that game, Bama? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, Miami, the the two losses are to Notre Dame and North Carolina. You mentioned just getting absolutely annihilated at the hands of the Tar Heels the last time out. Um, I think if if you're looking for motivation and want to and – 
you know, give a crap. I would maybe lean more toward the Hurricanes in this because because of De'Eric King. He's yeah. already said he's coming back. So are, I think that's just got to kind of boost those, you know, and it's a young team. So, you know, they're going to want to get some reps, show something what they can do for next year, you know, in the season on momentum because they know they've got their – their start coming back. Oklahoma State, I don't know where they are. I mean, Chubba Hubbard's obviously not going to play. You know, he's already gone. That was just such an up-and-down team. You know, Oklahoma State is favored on this, man. I'd probably grab the points. I I don't know. But you're you're absolutely right. It is a hard one to pick. You know, you would think 7-3, 8-2 would be more for competitive reasons, but it's really more, uh, as Trent said, who really wants to be here? Um, You know, it is in Orlando. Not a terrible place, I guess, if you're you know, from Oklahoma, if you're from Miami, you know, who cares? Um, I think, I would think that Miami might have a little bit more motivation just because of the, the Eric King uh, announcement. But, you know, really in these ball games, it's it's so hard to tell. Now we talked about Texas and Tom Herman. Trent put that mm-hmm. little nugget out there. So let's talk about Texas and Colorado. Trent, go back to you, the Alamo Bowl. Colorado, I uh, thought that they were going to have a game on championship week, but they lost their opponent. Oregon got called up to the uh, Pac-12 championship, and lo and behold, they win it, and they end up at the Fiesta Bowl. Colorado's got to stay home that week. Colorado's been one of the better stories in the Pac-12 this year. Texas, not so much in the Big 12. You're take Trent Condon. Colorado, good story. Frankly, not a very good team. No, I agree. And this one, I think, could get away in a hurry if we see what we normally see with Texas and Ellinger going out and playing at a high level, which I think Is that this he his will. last game? He, has, he hasn't made his decision. He hasn't. He's not an NFL quarterback. I don't think he is either. Does What does he want to do? Does he want to go and sell medical sales across Austin and <laughs> middle of Texas and yeah. probably make a buttload of money doing that? Then go start that. Or do you want to give it one more try? I don't know what his and Herman's relationship is, but he's been beat up too. That guy's played a lot of physical football and could just be at the point of his career. He Carried says, his team, I'm, I'm good. I'll go make my hundreds of thousands of dollars selling whatever it turns out to be. Uh, Bama, you like the Alabama Bowl? I do. Um, in Colorado, as you mentioned, has been one of the surprises, and, and Darrell's been great up there. This was this was a more can you, you I mean you probably follow him more closer than any of the anybody here um i mean this was a moribund program uh for for quite a while i mean they were great you know under barnett and mccartney back in the day and then this kind of you know into oblivion but they this seems like a team that's really been invested all year they're not as trent says they're not overly talented i mean they're really not but they they've been really invested all year i mean from the start it seems like and you know when they beat ucla they beat stanford they beat arizona no big deal the loss to Utah, Texas is just that up and down team. You mentioned Ellinger. I mean, he's a guy that I, I'm not a big. Everybody knows, not a big Herman fan, not a big Texas fan. I do like him though. I mean, he's like you said, he has just taken a pounding over his three or four years that he's been there. Um, does he want to run it back one more time? If he doesn't, if he's already made up his mind but hasn't announced it, and he's announcing that he hasn't that he's not going to come back, you know how much? How much? punishment does he want to take or is he just going to look at it as you know what i'm going to go out with a bang um texas should win this game you know the line's nine and a half they should on paper and under any circumstances cover that easily uh just the talent level is you know the disparity in talent but again you know 
these kids have been on campus for a long, long time. It's not a big trip for Texas. Uh, they're going to have fans in the stands. How, you know, how invested are the fans in this program right now? I mean, you know, there was the whole Urban Meyer thing, you know, rumors swirling around. And, you know, now they've said Tom Herman's coming back. I don't know many Texas fans that are going, yeah, thank goodness, you know, we got Herman another year. Um, I I would take Texas. I would lay the points just on talent alone. But, but Colorado, I don't, Colorado's going to play hard. If Texas plays hard, they're going to win easily. If they don't, then it's going, it could be uh, it could be an ugly scene. Uh, let's move to Wednesday, fellas. We'll save the best on Wednesday for last. Cotton Bowl is a terrific matchup. Wisconsin mm-hmm. Wake Forest. I, for, for whatever reason, I'm on Wake Forest. I grabbed yeah. the points in this one. Um, they play Clemson tough. Relatively speaking, in the early in the season trend, a couple losses to begin, couple losses to end, but in the middle they had some nice wins, including one over Virginia Tech. I give Wake Forest a chance in this football game. Wisconsin, on the other hand, that offense is meh. It is. It's it's bad, and they don't they can't run the football. Mertz is not the guy that we saw against Illinois. They don't have weapons on the outside, even if you know, Davis and company are back. It's not like these guys are complete game changers here. I'm with you. The weird thing is I was looking at Wake Forest, though. So they finished the season at 4-4. Four and four. They played three games in September, five games in October, one in November, one in December. <laughs> and as you look through, yeah. game canceled, postponed, 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 canceled, canceled, postponed. That's how it ended up for them late in the season. What are where they are? They yeah. played two games in two months and been practicing you know, every single day, day for those two games and where they are. But I think they're the right side. They can both, they can score. I don't know if Wisconsin can score I, that offense. That's why I grabbed the points. Bama, real quick on that one, we'll get you to Florida uh, and Oklahoma here real quick. Yeah, it's a hard one for me because you just look at the name on the helmets and you think, you know, man, you know, Wisconsin's just going to run over. All they got to do is run the ball, you know, and they can run for 400 yards. But you mentioned that, and, and they might. I mean, I don't know how good Wake's defense really is, and Trent mentioned it. I mean, just such a stop-start. I'm looking at their schedule here. It's nuts. And he's right. They played on November, you know, they beat Syracuse on Halloween. They lost to North Carolina 59-53, by the way, in mm-hmm. November. And they lost to Louisville a month later, 45-21, to and haven't played since. So, you know, are they rusty? Are they fresh? <laughs> I mean, who really knows? But Wisconsin has just been an enigma. Um, you know, ever since that Michigan game, their offense, they have they scored 7-6-7 seven, seven, and then 20 in an overtime win against Minnesota. Um, you know, I would stay away from this just because I think if they figure something out, they could just maybe overpower Wake Forest. But Wake Forest probably going to, I mean, again, that offense, you, from what you see, you can't just look at the name on the helmets. Wake Forest is probably the right side in this, and maybe even the under at 51 and a half. Um, but, man, this, this it's just a tough one. And if, if Wisconsin loses this game, I mean, Oof. you know, that's another program that's just had just fits and starts all year. And I, I just, I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine the kids at Wisconsin are really excited about playing this game, you know, having to go to Charlotte, North Carolina to play this. They they, they just – you talk about a team that probably just wants to go home and, and be done with it for this year. I think the Badgers are that. I don't know about Wake Forest. They're going to have the home field, if such as it is. Um, probably the right side for the Demon Deacon. Well, let, let's get to the uh, the best game, certainly, in the, in the next couple of days, and that is the Cotton Bowl, and you would expect it to be, and I hope it lives up to it. 
Uh, yeah. Rattler v. Trask, no pits in the football game. Tony's a heck of a player. Bama, uh, we go back to the uh, the SEC championship game. Florida going toe-to-toe with Alabama in that football game. I, I, I think Florida's the right side in this game. Uh, where are you on the Cotton Bowl? Yeah, I don't – man, this is – I'm, I'm on the over, even though it's sitting right now at 71-and-a-half. I think this is another game that's going to maybe be up in the 40s. I mean, neither one of these teams is, is great defensively. We saw – Oklahoma's uh, you know, better. Oklahoma's better than better, but and, and without Pitts, Pitts is just such a blank, you know, a a Linus blanket for Kyle Trask. I and mean, we saw that yeah. in the LSU game. And I still say if he plays, they win easily, and they didn't. So where are they going to be without him? And he he, I mean, he drove Alabama nuts. And not that Alabama's a great defense because they don't. And they were that was that was proven in the SEC championship game. But um, I I don't know. I just for some reason. I think Florida without Pitts, I just think he makes such a difference there. And Florida's defense is just terrible. There were a couple plays in that championship game, the offside on the goal line where they caused the fumble. You know, if, if that doesn't, if he doesn't just wander offside, you know, that, that's maybe a two, three score game and it, it's not nearly as close, but give Florida credit. They hung in. They, they, they slugged it out. I like Oklahoma in this one. I'm not, I, I like Trask more than I like Rattler. I just, yeah, me too. I just think. I just think without Pitts, he is such a a, a safety net and a, a you know security blanket for Kyle Trask, and I I don't know where he's going to go without it. They do have some you know you mentioned Tony, and this is a kid that's kind of in that ETM mold, not nearly as good, but he can do a little bit of everything. You know, they can line him up in the backfield, they can throw these little you know jet sweeps where they pitch it to him you know at speed going across the formation. They can get him downfield. Um, I, I like I like Oklahoma. I would probably grab the points in this without Pitts. If Pitts plays, I'm, I would be on Florida. Uh, Trent, the the AP is just this is just breaking. They've uh, released their um, uh, their teams for a second. All all, all AP. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is is the, on the third team. Third team behind Mac Jones, uh-huh. Kyle Trask. And Tal, yeah. Well, what? Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> They missed a couple that, of games. That won't be motivation at all in the ball game either. Let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, Trevor Lawrence is head and shoulders above anybody. He's not going to win the Heisman. I don't get it. I, I mean, the kid misses one game because of COVID, right? Missed one game. Yeah. Anyways, I, I sound like I'm president. I of the he missed, I would he missed two. Didn't he? Did he miss he two? two? All right. Yeah, he missed the one before Notre Dame, and then Dabo came out and said, "No, he's not playing at Notre Dame." Oh but, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right, right. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. But I get it. Well, and I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something else too. I mean, as a, again, I know it's a college segment. As a Titans fan, oh my gosh, he's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, he's going to have DJ Shark and Lavisca Chenault to throw to. And okay, I really don't want him in the AFC South. But that's where he's going to go because Adam Gase can't even figure out how to lose right. You're right. Um, you and know, Urban Meyer's going to coach him. Oh my God, yeah, could be <laughs> very well could be. Um, would not put it past it, but yeah, you're right. He he is the best quarterback in the country. Jones and Trask have better stats. Yeah, they've won. They played a little bit more, whatever. But there is no question. <laughs> and, and listen, you give the other two credit for playing full seasons. I know it's not Lawrence's fault. Everything is relative, and but you can't just say, well, if he'd have played, he'd have had these numbers. You've got to go by the numbers. So I understand the Heisman. He shouldn't win the Heisman. Um, he might because the Alabama guys might, you know, 
fracture. You know, you might split it. Up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they might split it three ways, not just two, but sure. three. Because uh, Harris is going to get a few. But yeah, he for him to be third team. I mean, if you don't think Dabo's going to use that uh, in the playoff, <laughs> you're nuts. Because uh, you know that's just what he does. But third team um, All American guy. He, yeah, he's the real deal, and, and he's going to be in Jacksonville next year. And I don't, I don't. He's a he's a better version of Josh Allen, is how I look at him, and uh, that's pretty scary. Uh, Trent, so real quick on the Cotton Bowl points, yeah. Oklahoma, I think will win this game. Do you? You like the defense? I do. I think Oklahoma though is going to get a lot more charge out of this game than they probably should, and going to be end up preseason higher than maybe they should. Let's slow down on the Oklahoma love just a little bit here. This is a team that lost a couple of football games, uh-huh. and we see when they get in the upper echelon, they're not quite there. Six, seven, eight, sure. Let's not go preseason. Hey, you know, this is the team that can beat Alabama this year. Let's slow down. I think those conversations will be happening after this one, though. Uh, it's 1130, and we went too long, but that's okay because we don't have many of these left, unfortunately. Yes. Bama, we'll talk to you on Thursday. We'll preview all the big ones. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, have a great couple of days, Bama. Talk to you Thursday at 1105. Thanks, pal. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy it. Take care. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob. Uh, follow him on Twitter at BamaBob. 11.30, Dave Sproul next. Miller and Condon take you until noon. It'll be the final appearance of Mr. Monday Night. It's been an inconsistent year for Mr. Monday Night. <laughs> His picks on Fridays have been good. Yeah, Monday's Monday, not, not so much. So much. Uh, Miller and Condon till noon. Dave Sproul next on Iowa State, who does have, by the way, a first-team All-American at the running back position in Brees Hall, a second-team All-American, at the linebacker spot in Mike Rose. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Oh, man, that sounds good on FM. 1460 AM. And now on 106.3 FM, this is Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. And the Ad Council. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Just finishing up real quick on that AP All-American list. Uh, came out, told you about Brees Hall, first team, told you about Micro, second team. Uh, lo and behold, there, and no surprise, uh, on the first team is Davion Nixon. And on the second team, center, we have uh, Mr. Lindebaum has made it. He finished behind who? The kid from Alabama, I guess, Dickinson, yeah. uh, was first team. I'd be anxious to see where he goes in the draft because I think that was probably right in the area that Lindebaum would have gone. And center is such a difficult position, too. It just... When you get an elite guy, yeah, they can go end of the first round sometimes, second, second third. Second, third, yeah. He's a young guy. How much of that's an impact, too, but he is an absolute monster there. A little more difficult to project, though, center as opposed to tackle, certainly, sure. and even guard. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Um, if he doesn't come out, it's our game, right? Yeah, we have to no watch doubt. this kid maul <laughs> defensive lineman for another year. That works for me. Uh, Dave Sproul covers Iowa State. K-A-S-I, 1430 on the AM dial. Iowa State's got a game. 
Dave, we were talking earlier. Good to talk to you, by the way. Compliments of the season. It's been a while. We were just kind of wondering out loud, is Iowa State ever going to be allowed to play basketball again? <laughs> My gosh, it's been a long time since we've seen them. We saw them on that Friday night uh, against West Virginia. I know they had a game on, on Sunday um, the, the, the couple of days later, which you know it was the Jackson State maybe. Uh, but, boy, it's been a long time since we've seen this team, and it seemed to be you know their arrow was starting to point upward a little bit. Yeah, they were supposed to play last Tuesday, and then uh, COVID uh, issues got the better of Chicago State. So that's the second time uh, an Iowa State men's basketball game was canceled due to the opponent's uh, issues with COVID-19. So far, it's not been an issue for the Cyclones themselves. So fingers crossed that uh, that continues. But, yeah, if that trend continues, and I don't think they're going to find a game between now and Saturday. Their next action will be on Saturday. So that's about 10 days between games. It's just not ideal. I mean, Sure, you're going to get some rest, and maybe Trey Jackson gets healthy in time for that game. I'm not counting on it, but uh, and maybe some of the guys got—I don't know if they got the chance to go home and visit family or not—but they at least got some chance to to recuperate a little bit. But ten days between games is is probably longer than Steve Romer, just about any coach would want at this time of year. Looking at uh, Ken Pomeroy's numbers. They're projected to win one game in the Big 12. Now you encompass it all together in some of the close games. He has their projected record at 4-14. and But regardless, it looks to be a very trying season on the hardwood for Iowa State. We've seen glimpses of Xavier Foster. Do you anticipate, especially maybe after they get through the first couple of weeks, that it's going to be a whole lot of Xavier Foster, that we're going to see more of Darlington Dubar? We're going to see a lot more of those young guys. Is is that part of the game plan you believe in? Sorry to the seniors and the older guys, but we got to play to the future. I don't think so. My my gut tells me that Steve Prohm is probably going to put out the best lineup to win, no matter what happens the rest of the season. He's going to take it game by game and take a look at the opponent and see how his guys are playing and and give uh, you know reward the guys who are you know putting in the work and and preparing the right way for for games and you know. Some matchup issues might also factor in, depending on the opponent. But I think he's going to put out opponent uh, or lineups that uh, give give Iowa State the best chance to win. Because I think if you're a coach, that's kind of the way you have to approach it. You can't just flush a season away, especially when you got a you know some seniors like uh, like Iowa State has guys who've been around a long time, or you know guys who've even bounced between programs. Uh, but this is their last chance to play, and they want to make the most of it. I'm sure. So I think Steve Rome wants to reward those guys and, and give them every opportunity to win. And I, I think in the long run, that's probably the right thing to do too, because it shows the recruits that you know you're if you are good enough, if you're going to play, if you're good enough to play, you're going to play. If you're not, then you're not going to play. And give them incentive to work hard to earn their way into the starting lineup. I uh, just working my way through this uh, AP on the third team along with Trevor Lawrence's uh, as Charlie Kohler. They would do some things, <laughs> and uh, and Jaquan Bailey also made it for Iowa State on the defensive side of the ball. All right, enough about that. But let's get to the football, uh, and we do have a Fiesta Bowl to discuss. Thankfully, Dave, uh, as the is the Oregon and Iowa State will go at it on Saturday afternoon uh, from uh, from Phoenix, which uh, promises to be a good game, I think. Um, look at if there's if we go into bowl guys the team really want to be there if they packed in the season dot 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 uh, this will not be the case against Iowa State I will be floored if Iowa State if we reconvene on Monday and we're talking about a team that just didn't have any motivation at all that they looked flat I just don't see that out of Matt Campbell's group 
Yeah, it's a safe bet with Campbell. He's going to get his guys up for for a fight, no matter where it is. He talks, uh, you know, constantly about uh, guys wanting to play on a freeway or in a parking lot or wherever and whenever. And and I would imagine that if they don't get themselves up for a game in the first ever New Year Six Bowl played by an Iowa State football team, you're never going to get excited for a game. So they'll have plenty of motivation. I think Oregon will have plenty of motivation too because they want to prove that they weren't just a replacement team that lucked into a Big Twelve championship, and and they'll have something to to show out there in Glendale. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of motivation on the line, a lot of guys who want to go out on the right foot, and a lot of guys who want to show that, you know, that Big 12 championship game was maybe an aberration, and and they can clean up the mistakes that cost them in that game and come out and make a big showing for a national TV audience. In a spot like this, we've uh, seen bowl games that aren't part of the playoff where guys have opted out. Do you anticipate there is going to be any of that? Would you be surprised if we hear... Well, Bankston. The day is Gerald <laughs> Bankston, a different different story there. Right. But anybody else that won't be part of the team uh, come Saturday? I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I won't be surprised by anything, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. But the, the two most likely guys to opt out you know, would be uh, Charlie Kohler, tight end, and we know what a competitor he is. It would seem unlikely. I mean, he's likely to be drafted in the NFL next year, but I don't think he's the type of guy who's going to, you know, want to walk away from his teammates and not finish the job, so to speak, for Iowa State. Similar with Quan Bailey, I think he's got he's got a, a, a chance to be drafted. He's got some, you know, some qualities that you look for in an NFL defensive tackle, and um, I think he's a guy who also wants to finish the job and go out there and play his last game for Iowa State. I mean, you go back to kind of how his career began with that personal foul penalty that was costly against Texas. So it seems like a million years ago now, but um, I think he wants to, to, to close out things. Now, again, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody decides they want to opt out and preserve themselves and avoid injury. But I think this whole team is going to be, like I said, motivated to, to play in the most important you know game that Iowa State's probably ever played. Uh, Dave Sproul, KASI, names 1430 on the AM. I know this will come after the season, uh, and I don't know if you, know, if you guys will have an opportunity to uh, kind of put a capper on things with Coach Campbell, look back on the season. But Mike Rose's decision to is, is well, Kohler as well. Um, but you know what? Mel Kuyper came up with his top 10 at each position. Not that he's the BL end all, but he's been doing it a long time, and I do you know respect him for that. Doesn't have Kohler. Uh, doesn't have Mike Rose at top, top 10 in his position as far as draft eligible guys. Mike Rose is the guy to me to watch on the, on this team as far as a January decision. Will you get an opportunity to get with Coach Campbell and to ask about that process um, as to whether Mike Rose will forego his final year uh, and uh, opt for the NFL draft? When do you think we'll know about that, Dave? I would imagine early January, usually after the season, maybe within a week or two after the season, uh, Campbell will sit down with reporters from various outlets, just about any outlet really that wants to sit down and interview for five or ten minutes and kind of recap the season and get his thoughts on you know, move, what, what's going to happen moving forward in the offseason. And uh, part of that discussion, I'm sure, will be draft-eligible guys like Mike Rose and what their future holds. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Rose and some of the other draft-eligible guys do at least get some feedback, get some, you know, idea of where they might go in the draft, what NFL scouts are looking forward to them to improve their game for next season and improve their draft stock. If that's another option, uh, it, it is a little bit surprising to see, you know, Mel Kuyper wouldn't have a Mike Rose in his top 10 eligible linebackers, but maybe that's something that Rose looks at and says, well, this is my motivation for next season to, to improve. And again, you know, Rose is another one of those guys who you wouldn't be surprised if he says, I want to come back. I want to play for my teammates. I want to 
you know, help this team take it to the next level, and they'll have an opportunity to do that with the guys they have coming back, but Rose would be uh, pretty key to, to making that team more complete. Uh, what uh, kind of uh, press availability do you have between now and Saturday as far as with players or coaches? I believe, oh, I'd have to double-check on this because it's been a while since I looked. I think the uh, the organizers of the Fiesta Bowl will have media availability with both teams in probably Zoom form yeah. uh, between now and, and Saturday. I want to say Wednesday or Thursday of this week, but don't quote me on that. But I think we'll hear from at least the coaches again and maybe a player or two from each side. Uh, I know you've been gone over the holiday. What what's, uh, Have you heard what Iowa State has done preparation-wise? Yeah, I, I was out of state uh, all of last week, so I haven't uh, been in much contact with anyone. But I did see a social media post uh, yesterday or the day before uh, showing some practice footage. So I'm, I'm sure they've been back at work here for a day or two at least if they took any time off for the holiday. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just worked right right through Christmas there uh, to get ready for this game. Because normally, you know, you get about a month or three weeks to get in mm-hmm. you know, 15 practices between the end of the regular season and, and your bowl game. Uh, and I, I would imagine that with the compressed timeline, just having two weeks between the Big 12 championship and the Fiesta Bowl, that Iowa State's going to take advantage of, of you know every day that they have uh, in that in that band to try to work and get better. Thank you, Dave Sprout, KASI fourteen thirty on the AM dial in Story County. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you. My pleasure. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul. Joining us, we talk a little Iowa State. Of course, 1430 on the AM dial. That's where Iowa State plays in Story County. We'll come back. Mr. Monday Night's final appearance of the season. Let's see if we can go out on a winning note, shall we? It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. 2020 was, well, it was, oh, hell, it sucked. Here's to ending this crappy year and moving on to bigger and better things in 2021. Come along for the ride right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Well, have you heard the good news? Starting this Friday, you no longer have to travel to sign up for mobile sports betting with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can do it from anywhere. Yes, that that includes your house. While you're anxiously waiting to place your first bet, head to Sportsbook, head to DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, to check out their free-to-play t- pools with thousands of dollars in prizes that are up for grabs. Yeah, I played in these pools, Ken. As How'd you, you do? No, uh, I haven't made anything yet. Sports wagering a little bit different, but they're free to play right now, so you can sign up, get up for that even before you can fund your account from your couch coming up on January 1st. Kick things off. How about this? DraftKings giving all players, that's right, not just new users, all players, a chance to double their money <laughs> if a touchdown is scored in Friday's semifinal game in New Orleans. That's, well, we can't say the bowl, but it involves a team from Columbus uh-huh. and a team from South Carolina. Okay. They're wear orange and purple, the other scarlet and gray. If there's a touchdown scored in that game, you double your money. What so is better? As, so as long as it's not 3 nothing, Right. Okay. 3-2, The old Iowa-Penn State game. Remember you got a well. chance to double your money. DraftKings Sportsbook, safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy to deposit. And my favorite, withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use the promo code KXNO when you sign up. 
You'll have to use that promo code if you want a shot at doubling your money. If a touchdown is scored in Friday's semifinal game, again, taking place in New Orleans, that's KXNO for new players to get that shot at doubling their money for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years of older. Iowa only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-P's required. Wait till September. No way. We're going to find another way to play Please it. Please do, because I'm going to miss it so much. When the Monday night schedule's released, we'll play it. Okay. All right. We talk about a random Monday game in June. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, by the way, uh, if the football team, maybe they'll have a name by then. I hope uh, not. Just go yeah, with the I football team. I like the football team. team. I do, too. Right? Uh, they've just cut Dwayne Haskins. Two weeks ago, he was a captain. Two weeks ago today, he was a captain. Starting. And he was, what, 15th overall, I think, in the yeah. draft? And uh, moved up to get him. He's been. Did they really yeah. make that mistake? They compounded it. Cut. Football team. Cut. Dwayne Haskins. All right, Trent. Let's go out with a win, shall we? So the Bills well, will be on the road. They're in New England. It's an AFC East battle. Buffalo needs to hold serve. They're trying to get the two seed. They're about a seven, seven and a half point favorite. Mr. Monday Night, what have you got? Mr. Monday Night's uh, got a banger for you this evening. It's been a rough one. Three consecutive losing weeks. We're going to take the Patriots in the seven and a half. It's just, I went down with the ship last week with the Steelers laying points. I hate laying points in the NFL. Not going to do it here. Give me the seven and a half against the Bills. I just can't bet favorites. I just can't do it. When I do, I get in trouble. I'm going to stay away. Limping to the finish line. Losers three consecutive weeks. Had that Browns loss in there. And uh, the matchup against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. Finally got my head above 500 and now going the other way. We'll try to figure it out here and go with the Patriots to wrap it up. I just hope it's a close football game that has us on the edge of our seat till about 1030. Be nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? All right, Murph and Andy at 2, the Fanatics at 4. Is there an Iowa State coaches show tonight, do you know? I don't know. I don't see the schedule here in front of me. Well, if there is, it'll be on at 6.30. Yes. If there isn't, you know that there wasn't one. Otherwise, we would be carrying it. Morning Rush will be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. Every Monday through Friday from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.